We made it. We're back. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to you for coming back. Uh, goodness gracious, it's been a long time. It's been a whole month since we've been here. Um, I've missed you, and uh, we're going to be catching up this evening. Um, the missus and I are back in town. That's the good news. We've got, oh, that one doesn't work, but this one does, right? Yep, and we just need some lights. Um, it is weird to be back here. There is no joke about that. Um, we have been out on the road for a month, and to be back in this little tiny studio is very, very strange to me. <laughs> to, be, to, be, to be back in front of this black curtain and these stars, it's uh, taking it all in, taking it all in. Uh, what's behind that curtain, you might ask? I've never shown you. Oh my gosh, tonight's the night you find out. <laughs> all right, it's our living room. We're pulling the curtain back literally tonight. Uh, seriously, it's the USA Grand Tour recap show, uh, part one. Mike will be here in a little bit. The missus is here. The good news is you are here on Instagram. Mike is here. And, uh, Oh, and Mike is here already. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hello. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey. Been a long hey, time. This feels, this feels great. <laughs> yeah. I pulled the curtain back. Now we're just in the living room. You sure did. Uh, and that <laughs> living room is amazing. <laughs> All right. So that's the good news. Mike's here and the missus is here. Uh, sorry I'm here, but somebody's got to do the talking. Good news is Will's going to start us off. Let's do it, Will.
very strange for a guy who won't rehearse. But good evening and welcome back to everybody. Really, it's welcome back to us. That's the thing. It's welcome back to us. We're the ones who've been gone. You've all been here. Thanks for hanging with us. Good evening. <laughs> I've got nothing. Uh, happy to be back in here, but I have learned that this studio takes too much goddamn concentration. I know it's not new for the rest of you. I thought I would at some point learn it all. It's just too much. And I'm admitting it here with you this evening. <laughs> Let's get our buddy Mike in here because it's been a long ass time. And, oh, is it, can we, is it, are we close? I don't think I can do anything about it, but thank you for being so accommodating. <laughs> We're framing everybody. This is called framing. <laughs> Uh, you look very tan. Can you hear me rusted. okay? Well, that's the nice thing about having a vehicle with no roof. Uh, is I'm getting very well baked by the lovely sun. Um, although it's not as hot here as it is down there. How are you doing uh, holding up with the heat? I hear you guys have got a heat wave going on. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. But this one over here, it's the worst, right? It's probably worse for anyone around me because I feel fine, but I am melting and not functional. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that you're fine either. You don't seem fine in those moments. I'm never fine, but I just feel okay when I'm melting down, literally. What? Feel okay when you're... Oh, you feel okay when you're melting down, literally? Yeah. yeah. I, it doesn't I make sense to I'm me. I think I'm normal for my news date and i'm not you'll f you'll fight that to the death too that, that everything's fine <laughs> i will and it to me rings true of like never tell a crazy person they're crazy <laughs> just calm down <laughs> also don't say that especially to chicks we just don't, and it has different connotations in the head sometimes. In the head. Six times. Normal, and now I don't. I'm not from that movie, even though I sound like it. I was doing that. I was hoping you'd laugh, but it was a backfire. Uh, we are back. Okay, so here's the thing. It's kind of a get real episode as well because um, this was the hardest thing we have ever. First of all, all right, it's Tuesday, August 1st, 2023, okay? 81223. Uh, this was the hardest thing I have ever taken on. It's the hardest thing I have ever accomplished. I have to imagine it's the same for you, but I also know your old life. You were up against some crazy shit, so I don't want to speak for you. Physically, it's the hardest. Otherwise, it's probably on par with what I used to do. Yeah. But physically, I got beat up. What's new? Um, God damn it. It's good to see you guys. It's yeah. sure good to see you guys. Oh, sorry, I wasn't yanging to that. <laughs> it's great to see you too, buddy. Uh, yanging to this over here. You did get beat yeah. up. I mean, this was not easy in any way, shape, or form. Nope. The MS of it all is its own thing. The heat of it all is its own thing. The pace we kept is its own thing. All of the different climates with different needs is its own thing. Um, 
I broke a number of times. <laughs> because you, because, because, because you're goddamn only human. Um, uh, I was beating myself up for a few days and then I let myself off the hook. How the shit did you do it? We'll get into the details later, but overall, how on earth did you cried in the shower a lot when there was any water i just cried like crazy and accepted the bleeding that's part of it accepted the bleeding the literal bleeding you yeah bleeding all over from all over and that has to at some point become okay or you'll i just beat myself up all the time and it's still happening and i could still beat myself up but that seems Pointless and very negative. Yeah, when you say bleeding, you mean like you skin, skinned elbows, skin knees, skin like you just were. My hips are the problem now. Everything cracked up and so everything's bleeding. Mm. Crazy pants. Um, so yeah, I mean it's crazy. We accomplished a heck of a lot, but it was not easy. So, uh, Mike, I kind of figured that you would have some questions, and I know the audience probably does as well. Um, but uh, I figured that. <laughs> You kind of take over because <clears throat> if I just go down <laughs> what happened on day one and we go from there, this is going to be 31 different podcasts episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you I know, imagine we, that stories are going to be coming out um, from this adventure for a long time. You know, there's going to be little details that show up here and there and, and, and you know, it's going to populate all sorts of little anecdotes in this show. But I want to ask an overarching question. Um <laughs> Was it worth it? Oh, yeah. There yeah, we go. I say, I say yeah as well, um, just because anything that's hard is generally worth it. Um, yep. You know, even whatever, anything you go through and work really hard at and put on a sweat and have to earn your grit, so to speak, um, I find that you're better for it. So while I would do things differently, if we were to do it again, I would absolutely do all of this again. In fact, we're already planning on it uh, on smaller scale and then maybe even making this gigantic tour an annual thing. Um, because overall, we did enjoy it. I mean, like, it was so great to be out of here. Yeah. And seeing different things to go by my eyes, I'm sure that opened the world for you, but it was really expensive for me. Yeah, getting you out of your room, moving you around the map, allowing the scenery to fly by on yeah. not just Friday mornings to the same place every time. Yeah. Uh, moving to different places, new places around the map was very cool. Yeah. Seeing how people are different every place is cool to me. Mm, I have to agree. Um, I don't want to get political, but I have been saying this nonstop, and I feel that it should be said because... <laughs> Politically, it seems like two particular states from this union, the United States, seem to be pitted against one another politically. And having just driven through like 40 of the 50 states um, and taken in a lot of information, the two that seemed, this is individually and collectively, the two that seemed the most alike to us, California and Florida. <laughs> they couldn't be more against each other politically. They couldn't be more against each other when it comes to shit flinging and they, well yeah well they do that oh yeah well they do that it's funny when you actually go to either place the lifestyle there very similar the people very similar yeah 
I noticed that too. Everyone in both places seems to have their own kind of fun. And that's just different between states. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Um, that's what I mean. So it seems to be politics versus actual differences. Yeah. Which is good, I guess. But you have to go there and, and experience it yourself before you realize that. Otherwise, you sort of buy into the propaganda. And I mean, here here in California, we're kind of, not kind of, it's on the news. Uh, uh, either take care or don't travel to all these different places. Like, oh, parts of Mexico, blah, 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 blah. Florida. Like, really? You're saying that on the news? Don't go to Florida? Because what? You might get beat up because you're from California? I mean... We have a Connecticut plate on the car, so we didn't experience the California of it all. But I'll tell you what, everybody was awfully nice to us. Yeah, true. And we went to some places where people were so hot and sweaty, it would be very understandable if they were not very tolerant in that moment. Yep. <laughs> it was, we, you know, this trip was delayed, right? A bunch of times. I mean, you all know we were going to leave three or four different times. And um, by the time it finally did, we were just so anxious to get on the road that we kind of threw all other um, cares aside, including like the national weather map. <laughs> we drove, every state we drove through was breaking the record for recorded indexed heat in that time frame that we were driving through. Um, <laughs> we got the torrential rains in one place, we got the winds, we almost saw a, to- saw a tornado. We saw the, you know, the beginnings of one. Uh, Crazy, 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 crazy weather out there. Um, I think if we had thought about it, we would have like put it off another week or something like that. But I don't know. Extreme. Everything was extreme. Yes. I just love that everyone talked about how hot it it was everywhere. (laughs) And I'm like, I know. Yeah. They're like, it's unseasonably warm. And they were saying that in Florida. We're like, every time I've ever been to Florida, it's been fucking hot. It's always hot and wet. And everyone has a pool and a shelter made of glass. So no one ever talks about that. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start. If you recall the last time we thought we were going to leave, when it, um, it was like during the Porsche anniversary of all that, we uh, there was a thing that went on at Newcomb's Ranch, and we thought that would be the leave from point, and we were very excited about that because of our connection to Newcomb's and et cetera, et cetera. I haven't been up there in a while. The roads closed, the restaurants closed. Um, it just so turns out that the awesome caretaker, current caretaker of uh, Newcomb's, put together a wonderful little thing for us and a few friends where we were able to go to Newcomb's again. This time on Saturday, we were with you all on that Thursday night. Friday was Breakfast Club. Saturday, we were able to go up to Newcomb's Ranch with some close friends, which was an incredible experience because they opened it for us. Um, did he? They made burritos for us. Like uh, um, that was amazing. I mean, there was food and everything. We're sitting at the bar eating breakfast burritos. Um, incredible was really experience. Really nice morning. I just want to say huge thanks to everybody involved in that. Not just, um, you know, Freddie from Newcombs, but also, you know, Caltrans was involved in that. Bobby, God bless you, Bobby from Caltrans, the guy who doesn't wave. Um, uh, And all the people out there. I mean, the U.S. Forest Service, uh, L.A. County Fire, um, Caltrans, you know them all. You know them all. Just, it was really, really emotional for us to be up there again and have that sort of be the 
We didn't leave right from it. We left the next morning, but still. It was still, it felt like it's enough. So that was really nice. And then I got some cool stuff from Freddie, including an original Newcomb's Ranch hat, which is pretty neat. I'm not a camo guy, so maybe we'll give that away. But it's pretty neat to have an, uh, the, the, the original from his, uh, not the original from 150 years ago, but from his dad's ownership. And then uh, some of the old stickers from those days, which is pretty cool. If anybody wants some of these, I'm happy to give them out. And then this is a neat thing. I think maybe we should have it processed and blown up. Um, I don't know how tight we'll get here. Maybe I'll do it on the Instagram cam. But uh, this is an old... No, oh, that's too dark, isn't it? Boy, we really do need a wow. rehearsal. We really do need rehearsals for this damn thing. Uh, maybe this? There we go. I'm the worst. How about this? I'll put it on the disc, and we're going to look at it this way. <laughs> isn't that neat? Well, of course, it's a mirror image. God damn it. But you get the idea. And that's from when there was a second story on the building. You see how old the car is out front, and there's gas pumps. Anyway, so I think maybe it would make sense to blow that up and then make it available to other people. Or if Newcomb's opens again, they can make postcards out of it or something. I don't know. It's just a beautiful uh, picture that he gave us. Really neat. Uh, how about you? I mean, you know, how are you, buddy? It's been a long time, but how's life for everyone else? Oh, heavens. We've been occupied. Uh, heavens. There, there's, there's, there's lots of time for that. Uh, TLG Auto wherever they're from, says we have better roads. Um, so I'm not sure if that's California or Florida. Uh, um, yeah, Crucible no, way they, better roads. Way, 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 way better roads. Good call. <laughs> TLG is the one who keeps yellow car in order. TLG Oh, yeah, of course. Come on course. home. Get your yeah, I have questions TLC. about that. I have questions about how yellow car performed. Oh, well, that's a great question. Uh, wonderfully, I think, is the only fair answer because we threw a lot at this car, and I don't know that we could have done it with any other car. Um, I was amazed that we took yeah. a 20-year-old car with 100,000 miles on a 10, almost 11,000-mile road trip. It never felt a day over new, being new. It, it was so comfortable and nice. It was 100-plus degrees for the majority of it. We're cranking the AC. The first couple days, we're still on the West Coast, and people drive so fast like 95 just to keep up with traffic so basically it's 100 miles an hour for 500 miles the first couple days each one of those days is like running a race in florida if it's 100 and something degrees and you're going 500 miles for five hours or whatever that's like running a race so we did that so many times it's almost like we ran 20 different races when you think about when you do all the math um so and, and in all different types of climates and environments right because i mentioned all the different types of weather but also, the East Coast is super, super wet. We went to crazy dry climates. We hit a tumbleweed. We genuinely hit a tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> For real. For real. And then it disappeared. And I go, oh, maybe we didn't hit the tumbleweed. And then, because there's no noise to hitting a tumbleweed, right? It's just there. And then it's not there. Um, and then uh, when we pulled over later, I saw, oh, yeah, we're, we definitely took a hit. There was tumbleweed stuck everywhere as though, like, when you hit a deer, there's hair. And, um, and then it, uh, whatever, a little bit of paint in the front. The only thing that Yellow Car suffered was a, a fair amount of paint loss, and that is not Yellow Car's fault. That is my driving and the amount of miles we put on. Crazy climates. Crazy, oh, crazy yeah. driving conditions. And then, well, we'll get into it, I guess, probably in part two, the details, but, I mean, then we took it out on the salt flats, which is really kooky to do with an old used car. 
Hey, let's bring it out to the salt. It's never experienced salt its entire life. Let's send it to the salt. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I think if I had to... The pictures uh, were worth it. Oh, my God. The pictures throughout have been pretty, pretty substantial. Yeah, we got very lucky. Yeah. You know, I think being out of our regular um, routine was very creatively inspiring for me. So I was able to, oh, see new angles, different light, different locations, other than just the same shit we do all the time. Um, I think, honestly, people forgot that, like, <laughs> I'm a relatively decent photographer. <laughs> Not because of me. My dad was a commercial. He was a professional photographer. So he taught me a couple things along the way, right? Like, at an early age. So my eye is decent. But I don't really show that anymore, right? I kind of post everyone else's pictures, and it's kind of just promotional bullshit. The annoying parts of Instagram. This trip felt like a creatively inspired trip where everywhere we went, the light was right. Good. I'm so glad. Because I worked like that for my wedding, too. So I'm glad it went everywhere. The inspiration was... Yeah. 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 Man, that car was good, though. In answer to your question, just amazing. Uh, I can't say enough good things about both the car, so thank you, Porsche, obviously, but really TLG for building a car that is so great at everything. Like, they built a race car, right? It, it, it would absolutely be very, very good on the track. But we don't really drive it on the track like ever. Until this trip where we went to three or four different racetracks, we don't do that anymore. That's not the... When I was younger, I used to take the car to the racetrack and spend the day and have fun with your friends. But we're doing other shit now. We've got a whole other focus. So the fact that it was so good in all those different environments... Environments. And, <laughs> and so stable. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you make one car so good at so many things. But we said a number of times while we were on this trip, I think we have the best car to do this with. I wouldn't have liked it in any other car. Like, nothing I've driven across before would do the same. No, I mean, it's definitely fun to drive across country in a 911 for sure versus a Nissan Altima or a moving truck. But I, I, just, <laughs> I meant more on the lines of like, I think everybody should drive an old race car across country because it's an exceptional experience. Less is more on a road trip. Period. I don't care who you are. The heated seats, the 26 speaker stereo, none of that stuff matters. They're all creature comforts that take you away from, in my opinion, the road trip. So for us, having less made us more, for me, made us more present and um, allowed us to enjoy all of what was actually happening m more. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Even me talking Speaking is wearing of yellow you out, car. isn't it? My voice is so shot, I don't know why. I don't think it's your voice, I think it's your energy. Yeah, but you're saying everything I would want to, so it's like, why duplicate? All right. Thank you for saying that, as long as people know. Um, gosh, uh, thank you to everybody who donated to the Autoimmunity Foundation while we were gone. You kept us going, literally on the road, which was pretty awesome. Um, grateful, grateful, grateful. <sighs> The heavy side of that is that MS-wise, things are not going great. It is so hard for Nicole, and forgive me for speaking for you. Please jump in anytime. It is so insanely hard 
not only for her, but for me to be around, to watch, to not be able to help, to not be able to <laughs> make your life better. Um, this trip was an eye-opener on, on that front for me. It opened my eyes to how much help I need. It's really impossible to do it, but just us. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but it makes me aware of how present I am in all of our things that take energy that we don't have. Yeah. Because in my head, I'm still the powerhouse I was, and I'm physically not at all. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's a bummer when you even seem fine, but then you come up against the smallest little roadblock, not even anymore, just a speed bump is enough to, whoop, can't get over that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, I mean, I don't want to share the ugliness, but I mean, <laughs> nobody will ever understand what went into making this happen. And um, and I do want to say, too, you know, this is we had very grand hopes when we left here, when we were sitting here last with you a month ago. And um, we got to accomplish in some ways way more than we thought we would, but also way, way less. Um, we learned pretty early on after the first couple of days that energy was a commodity we needed to treat with respect. And, um, there's a lot of things we didn't get to do and a lot of more than things we didn't get to do people we didn't get to see at some point we, we did some math. I think it was probably around Florida, uh, call it a third way through the trip where we realized that, um, in order to do the things we wanted to do, it meant we couldn't see some of the people we wanted to see. That may sound strange. I'm talking energetically people are people require uh stuff and people are high maintenance and and people want uh more from you than uh, a tree or a location and um and a mountain we visit doesn't care how long we stay and uh and i don't mean that the people were a problem it's really us and the enjoying the time with the people but it would kind of uh slow the whole process down and also wear the energy down um so anyway Sorry to all the people we didn't get to see. I can't tell you how many messages I got of, oh, you're five minutes away, oh, whatever. But it was yesterday because, you know, later, Graham, and whatever. Um, I, I, there are a couple messages I got from people. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Um, that got under our skin for not good ways because they made it about them. Um, that's a bummer, and I'm sorry we didn't see you, but if that's your attitude about it, it's kind of like you missed the point of our whole trip here. Um, in the first place. So that's a bummer, but I get it. I get where everybody's coming from and it's all from a good place of, Oh, but I wanted to see you too. Sorry. Sorry. Genuinely. Sorry. Um, we did as much as humanly possible on this trip. Can't say it any other way. I don't know how we would have shoehorned in anything else and done what we did. Either. <sighs> think of what else there's so many behind the scenes things because of all the messages and whatever mike throw us on to something else here 
Also, the comments aren't well, coming I, through I, to the desk, I, so I'm sorry about that. If I'm not trying to skip them, they just don't seem to be here. Yeah, no, no, no. There's not a, there's not a ton. But like, Crystal, hey, so bummed I missed you passing in New Jersey and, and things like that. Like, yeah, and, and everybody wants to see you. That being said, um, I think that most, if not all, folks would understand that you guys were doing this for you. You know, you had the first opportunity to kind of get out of your place in a long time for a variety of logistical reasons. And, um, you know, we don't know how many opportunities you're going to have left for this. And the idea of yellow car stretching her legs and going across while you guys can still enjoy things like that. I mean, um, all I know is, is that you inspired a hell of a lot of people, too. I can't tell you how many times over the last month my wife said to me, we need to take Scout on a massive road trip and take pictures of Scout in every conceivable place. This is awesome what they're doing. Oh, um, wow. and, and, and we need to do that for us, not for others, but for us, we need to, you know, kind of reset ourselves. And, and, and I, I know other people who have reached out to me and asked me about some of your, uh, adventures and, and, and really and are feeling the same. So you inspired a lot of people. Yeah. She did it. Yeah. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Can I ask one more question about Yellow Car? Just a real quick one while before we leave Yellow Car. Yeah, we're not leaving anything. Your your second or third last day, you guys were cruising through. I think it was Colorado. Clearly, things were like unraveling a little bit there. And you talked about like you couldn't have the air conditioning on. Oh, this was uh, that was uh, yeah. I don't know. It was towards the end. It was Colorado as well, and it was uh, we were between Denver and Jeff Swart, and that was. That was about that was about the worst I think that we showed you attitude wise between the two of it because it was like we usually try to stay pretty positive with what we post and don't yeah sh show the darkness. Uh, I felt like that was just enough of the honest darkness and like we're trying to make light of it. Um, there were way darker moments than that. <laughs> When you're when it's just the two of the two people, you know what I mean. Uh, we we both we both were not at our best a few times, but I, I consider considering the f everything we went through, I think we did pretty damn well. I really do. Yeah, and we're still here. I mean, hello. But why did you have to shut the air conditioning off? Because that to me says mm. it's bad. But at least we have AC, and oh no, now we don't have that, so it's even worse. Starting in Denver, you're already at a mile high, right? It's a mile oh, high city. Elevation. So that okay. city's elevation is already one mile high. We are now to go to Jeff Swart, who lives in Aspen, Colorado. We now have to traverse the Rocky Mountains. So we're going right. west from Denver. Um, that's a climb. And when you're driving, uh, making time, no problem. But like an old air-cooled car when you're just sitting still with nothing going through the engine, even with the radiators on and stuff, um, climbing a hill in traffic in a 110-degree heat or whatever it was is just, it's enough that it's not, it, it just put too much stress on everything. And uh, there were lots of cars and trucks overheating, and I don't think Yellow Car would have actually gotten overheated like that and, and left us. But neither one of us wanted to be stuck there to find out. We didn't want nope. to do that. So um, we just figured it was better off um, sucking it up for an hour or whatever it was. In the grand scheme of things, we were on the road for a goddamn month, right? So like a couple hours of ridiculous traffic that pissed us off. 
not very bad, really, in the grand scheme of things. But that was the only reason. It was just uh, the elevation. There's just not enough air up there. I mean, even when you're going, uh, the cars tend to run a little bit warmer. Um, there's just there's there's less air, you know. So they're compensating. Okay, as did we. That's cool. I'm glad you made that distinction. I don't think a lot of people would have uh, would have known I, that. I, I forget. So I forget. Thanks for asking. I forget. I forget um, what people know. <laughs> I have one other comment. And I mean, I've got tons of questions, of course, but here's another comment. I don't know if you did this or not. When you had the dash cam set up and you would have videos, they came out beautifully. They were just awesome. Thanks, buddy. If possible, the next time you do this, I would love it if you just turned on the dash cam for like an hour and just watch the two of you in silence driving. It was so zen. Every time, you know, you turned on the camera and it was just you two just sitting there and you just saw things whipping past you the way it was. Were there times where when you were at one with the road, at one with the car, even at one with each other, was it like, was there a particular type of Zen that you kind of hunger for when you think of a road trip? Did you have moments of that? Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, please. I feel that whatever you were seeing is how we are in the car. It had nothing to do with that trip. Um, we don't talk in the car. There's no radio in the car. Um, you know, we, we sometimes will turn the Bluetooth speaker on if we want to listen to music, but there's no radio. So there's no program. There's no stations in and out and fading. We don't have any of that interaction where we're looking down and fudging with buttons and stuff. We're literally eyes up the whole time in a car with a pretty damn good greenhouse, a 911, uh, meaning you can see out of all the windows, great visibility. And, um, because there's so much less in the car, less I mean, it's a, it's a kind of a race car anyway, right? So there's there's not a whole lot of bells and whistles. But then we've stripped half of those bells and whistles out anyway. So there's no center console. There's no navigation. There's no radio cluster. That whole center thing is gone. So somehow it's like having less inside makes you go outside. And I feel like if we did, I'm getting, I'm bouncing around here, but I feel like back to what you were saying earlier about doing this in any other car, you'd have radio buttons and things you're fudging with and whatever the heck and things to do that because we don't somehow the rest of it becomes a more zen experience and we kind of that was the design of yellow car from the beginning we we i don't know how many people know this or who the frig cares but as a case study right just call it a case study the whole point of yellow car I like to joke about the Pixar of it all and the, it's lightning and Sally's baby, you know, all that offspring. Um, the truth of it is, as a case study, it was, can you get the old air-cooled Porsche experience out of a water-cooled car? Nobody had attempted to do it. Nobody's, whatever. Nobody's really gone there. Yet, it's sort of unanimous across the board that when you think of a Porsche 911 experience, everyone kind of goes back to the old air-cooled style despite the fact that they've made way, way more of the new modern cars, right? So that was the idea behind Yellow Car. Um, less is more, so to speak. The only thing, we've all we've done is remove things from Yellow Car, except where we've added the CB. That's the only amount of weight that we put back in the car. And that is just sort of a road trip requirement for me. So that's the only radio that, that we have in the car. entertainment. Well, for me, it was informative. And informative, but entertaining for sure yeah so i appreciate you saying that it seemed zen i mean obviously that depends on the moment but for the most part we're not talking much 
And because of the lack of all that other stuff, we often see the same stuff. So we're able to be silent for an hour and then be like, whoa, did you see that? I did. You know, that kind of thing. And then we're on the same page. If that's what you were witnessing, that's how we are in the car. Yeah. So just, we could uh, leave that thing open cool. and on all the time, but it's going to be really boring because there's no talking. Um, you brought up the CB. Let's talk about that. What, what was so exciting about the CB? Talk about the CB experience. The CB is the best part of a CB. I had a CB as a kid. Your, both of your grandfathers were long-haul truck drivers. We all never talked about it, but there's so much interaction with that CB between trucks and people with CBs. It's fascinating. She had never gotten the experience. You know, I grew up with it. I grew up with Dukes of Hazard, Smokey and the Bandit. I'm a you know convoy. I'm a CB guy. I love it. In fact, the majority of my cars have had CBs over the years. Um, this was her first experience actually having it work. You know, we've had it in the car for a couple of years here in Los Angeles, and it's fun on rallies or if you have to help somebody out on the side of the road up at the crest or whatever because there's no cell reception. Those are nice uses for it. But out on the open road, talking to the truckers, you find out where the cops are, which I guess is not a big deal because most apps show you that these days. But they'll tell you way ahead of time. Um, and you find out what's going on with the flow of traffic. You can find out, hey, the, you know, when something stopped up, the truckers will relay to, oh, it's the left lane's closed up ahead. Everybody get to the right way before you get to that merge sign. So you kind of know what's going on. And it f- makes you feel like you're not alone out there. Way better than AAA, in my opinion. They're not going to tell you, but like as far as, hey, I need help while I'm out here. It seems get on the and CB. feels more localized, mm-hmm. which I like. You're right about that because it's only five watts. So it, it is localized. It can't go far. I mean, it's broadcasting on radio waves, right? Just like, <laughs> not like we are, but like <laughs> people did in the old days who did this job. Um, so like a radio station, call it that. Radio stations are capped by F, who is it? FAA? FCA? Who, who did Howard Stern get in the fight with? AA, I think. No, no. You, FCA. FCA. FA. What the shit? Federal. CC. FCC, good job, good job. So the FCC mandates that you can't have more than 50,000 watts at a professional radio station. So even the biggest radio stations in the country, they've only got 50,000 watts. A CB is five watts. <laughs> so it doesn't go very far, a couple miles. You're right about it being localized. I'm used to dealing with na- national news, so it's like it has to affect everyone. Yeah. Or it doesn't get covered. This was... Really next door. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, plus the CB's just, it's just fun. The, the, uh, a couple guys thought we were cannonballers. Like, what are you guys doing the cannonball? I'm like, no, no. Believe it or not, my wife is in a wheelchair and this is how we have fun. I'm like, man, that's awesome. You know, they were just, it, it's fun to be friends with the truckers because the truckers rule the road. I don't care what you think. Uh, or what you've heard about the cops or whatever. The truckers rule the road. All of them. All of the roads. So when you're aligning with them, you kind of... You get going places better. They always seem to know what's up. Like, every time there was a traffic stop, they knew what was happening. I loved it. Next. (laughs) Would you say that it was the majority of people you talked to were truckers? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I okay. mean, 
anybody anybody I talked to was a trucker. Right. But I didn't talk. I mean, there's very little interaction. Usually you're just listening. I would only interact if somebody either reached out to us, you know, like, oh, that little yellow car or yellow four-wheeler or something like that. Or, um, Or if somebody did something, a good move or whatever, I'd thank them on the radio or, uh, you know, something like that. You know, when a trucker lets you in or something like that. We did a lot of small roads on this trip, which are my favorite for road trips. So there was a lot of like two lane divided for 400 miles, stuff like that. So there's a lot of, oh, you're letting each other in and out. Does that make sense? So so the flip side to that is um, you were an anomaly in those truckers day. Like those truckers are used to doing what they're doing. They're ruling the road. They're doing these things. And suddenly you're an anomaly to them. Yes. And that's kind of cool. Yes. And and for the most part, they enjoy that. So you're spreading the we're not Because we're not dicks who are cutting everybody off and whatever. Because we are aligning with the truckers and sort of living by their rules, essentially. uh, They, for the most part, I think, or for the total part, took quite a liking to us. I don't think we pissed anybody off. I don't think so. Yeah. No, you're spreading the good vibes. Uh, do you have a call sign? Yeah, yellow car. We just go by yellow car because it's easy. But 111, sometimes they'll call you out by 111 or 111 because obviously. That's fantastic. Sometimes they'll just ask because they see the antenna on the roof and the you know the tape holding the wire and whatever. And they'll say, hey, you got a CB in that thing? Is there a CB in that thing? And they don't know if, if I'm going to respond or not. But then, of course, I jump on it. Yeah, you bet I do. We sure do. With a big shit-eating grin on your face. That's that's so fun. Yeah, because to me, I'm living out some childhood fantasy of being in Smokey and the Bandit or on Dukes of Hazard or, you know, one of those damn things. <laughs> to to yep. me, it brings me back to whatever that... It's like a kid with a train set, right? That's so great. Um, are you happy about the route? And I know this is a loaded question because you had so many different routes that you took. On the grand scale of things, are you happy with the route that you chose? Well, yeah, because we didn't choose a route. I mean, we did this all based on points of interest or people we had to see. So, like, nothing about right. this was efficient. Uh, right. Driving from Just LA like cars. to Austin via Albuquerque, New Mexico is not the way to do it. But we wanted to see the Breaking Bad house, you know what I mean? So we did it. Drove a couple hours out of the way. Albuquerque, not, not, we don't need to, I mean, not, nothing against to the fine folks of Albuquerque, but We've been the there. show represented them very well. We've been there. It's good. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass. Also, so effing hot. Breaking records so in New Mexico. Hot. Yeah, no, the route was, that was the route was great. Now, to your point, if we were to do it again, which we're talking about next year, uh, we would do it differently because there's things that we did this time that we wouldn't have to do again. When we got to Florida, it coincidentally happened to be our anniversary as well, our 10-year anniversary. So instead of spending that at my mother's house or at her aunt and uncle's house or, you know, someplace like that, we decided to drive down to Key West um, also for the road trip of it all. Like, oh, go point to point the furthest distances, you know. So we drove all the way down to the bottom of that, you know, that buoy that you t- – 30 miles from Cuba, touch this buoy. Southernmost point. We don't need to do that again. That was atrocious in the hottest week of the year. So hot and nice, and I kept saying this was a great idea. But it's, it's almost so enjoyable. Almost. <laughs> Happy anniversary. It's so hot. 
So we did it, but like we don't need to do that again. You know what I mean? So that helps us out. Uh, and then there's probably a half dozen more just like that. And then you got to factor in there's a lot of people we didn't see. So we would have to like, you know, make some compromises on the next visit, you know, different priorities, kind of make sure those people get seen, et cetera. I think for me, when you guys went to that Breaking Bad house, it was like, oh, this trip is going to be really fun to follow. Like some of the places that you went were were very joy inspiring. Um, a lot of these places, though, you literally showed up for the photo op, spent a couple minutes. OK, yeah, yeah. And then you were on your way. Right. Would you say most of them are like that or were there some that you spent a little bit more time at and, and took it in a little bit more? What you just described sounds like an exaggeration, except you're not, you're not, it's not tight enough even. Um, when it comes to, say, the New York pictures, all, and I mean all, of the pictures that were taken in Manhattan were done in the same day in a couple hours. Now, we wow. wasted an entire tank of gas <laughs> driving to Manhattan, which only took 45 minutes. <laughs> So it's not far. Call it an hour. Call it an hour for the sake of this story, uh, which is not far, 50 miles outside the city. Uh, and then driving in and around New York City in an old race car that's tuned to run, we blew through an entire tank of gas in about three hours of driving in Manhattan and then going back to Connecticut um, because of all of the got to go here, got to go here, got to go here, got to go here, moving all over the map. You said... Um, we spent a couple minutes in each location, which makes sense if we just went from place to place to place. Right. Here's the truth. That was a miracle of a day for so many reasons. We didn't even hit the road to go down there until like one or two o'clock. We slept in because you were so exhausted from the night before with Kaz and everything. We were staying at a friend's house in Connecticut. There was just an awful lot going on. And that was not the most conducive place for you to be. It was a four-level place. It's a townhouse. It's four different stories. <laughs> Put the pieces together. I'll it was difficult. It was difficult. I can't walk. Can't walk. Can't walk. Can't even scoot yourself around anymore. So this was a I'll this was a process. Go slow. I can't walk. So imagine. So so. I say, well, let's go down and get whatever we can because that's that's what this trip has been all about. Let's do whatever we can today. And then we pull the plug when we have to. Uh, and sometimes it's earlier than others. So we get down to the city. And obviously, I know my way around. And I've got the five or six places in my head that I want to hit if we can. Each one of these individual attempts is kind of its own miracle grab. <laughs> because they're all incredibly famous places that have a million other people doing exactly what I'm doing at the exact same time, uh, let alone Manhattan. So here's what actually happened. We drove down to the city, no problem, no traffic. Um, we did them in the order that made sense to me of, I'm going down the West Side Highway, we'll cut over 56th Street, we'll do the Ed Sullivan Theater first, just like I did that night or any other time I ever went there. So we'll do the Ed Sullivan Theater and Rupert's real quick. I didn't realize the deli was actually closed. I honestly thought Rupert might be there or May might be there or somebody might be there and we could at least get a picture inside or whatever. I didn't realize it was closed, closed. Um, otherwise, I would have called and, and made you know arrangements or whatever. Um, but even so, probably not because 
before we got to, we'll just use that one as an example since it was first. Before we got to it, I explained to Nicole in the car, in the same way I did to my brain the night I took the microphone, I was like, all right, so this is going to be an impossible thing. We are asking for a miracle here. But if I can get somewhere in the front, I'm going to jump out real quick, run across the street, <laughs> literally run across the street, leave her in traffic with the hazards on, run across the street, snap a quick picture or two, run back in the car, and we'll go around the corner and do the same thing. And I don't know what it'll be like over there, but the same thing. So she's like, okay, got it. And we are now going, all right, so that's what it's got to be. That's what it's got to be. We get around the corner. The one spot in front of the Ed Sullivan Theater underneath the marquee was open. Straight up. <laughs> okay, we did that. That's an insane ex picture. Exactly what I just told. And I have got 10 more with different angles of the same thing. What we did there worked. And we did it five or six more times for every single location in Manhattan. All right, so here's what we need. I don't know how this will be, but I need the spot to be right on the left of the firehouse to be open so I can pull down to, all right, the Seinfeld diner. I don't know how we're going to do this, but I need to blah, 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 blah. And I would tell her what I needed before, it, before we got there. And the universe just provided those spots to be open. And that worked every single time. So longest answer ever to your question. No. The longest the longest we were at any of those locations, and this is not an exaggeration, 30 seconds. Wow. I mean, the longest, so some of them, 10, 15 seconds, out of the car, across the street, lined up perfectly because God did it. <laughs> All I had to do was press <laughs> snap. It's a one -er. I get back in the car and I go, another one -er. I show the picture, she goes, unbelievable, and off to the next thing. Um, so... It was a crazy-ass day with crazy-ass production schedule, but none of it would have been possible without five or six different little New York City miracles from the parking gods. Probably, yeah. 30 Rock. We got into the oh limo line for The Tonight Show and Seth Meyers. That's where that picture was taken. What the shit? You can never get a picture underneath the marquee. And, and ordinarily, you can't just jump out of the car there. But because of the limos. Both shows were at the same time, right? Yep. yep. Walking with guests, that would be impossible. I can't. And you remember it. those days. You pull up in the, in the Tahoe or the Escalade. You go out. Yeah. And, come and the publicist or whoever has to tell their driver mm -hmm. where to meet everyone yeah. after the taping and like, usually it'll be downstairs on that other side yeah and so this was so foreign to me but it worked out really really crazy um that was an amazing day and and we had to then rush back to connecticut afterwards because not only did i need <laughs> we need to do a line with somebody else to help me carry her up the stairs <laughs> it was that type of thing um, and something else that night, his parents were over, or we did Chinese food. Something else was going on that same night, I can't remember. And it was amazing we fit it all in. Uh, the, the underlying issue for the entire trip, I would say, was sleep and rest. Um, we didn't get enough sleep or rest ever. And that was better when we weren't around other people, too, because, you know, you want to hang out with the other people. They want to enjoy your company while you're there. When we went to just hotels, we had Subway, and we watched a movie, and we crashed. <laughs> yeah. Gone were the 3 a.m. nights that 
never ended. Mm-hmm. But were so fun. Like, I had no idea it was that late. And suddenly it was three in the morning. I was like, peace out. I haven't been up past 8 p.m. in years. I would. <laughs> it's literally true. Yeah, I wouldn't have traded any of those late nights for anything, even though no. they were exhausting at the time. But no, the memories they were, made it now. was so fun to see people. Um, I'm just going to pull up the Instagram just in case there's anything we want to show or whatever, because I don't even remember most of it. We, we joked about this. We kept such a pace that we sort of overwrote our brains each day and each city and each location. Um, also, there was a tremendous amount of emotions involved because we saw family we hadn't seen in 10 years since our wedding, her family, my family. Um, and we just kind of kept overwriting it every day. So at some point, we're going to go back and look at all these pictures, and I think it's going to be a hell of a thing. I'm excited. It is a hell of a thing. Um, there's one moment, though. You're in Connecticut. If we could stay there for a second. The moment where you drove across that bridge, the place where you and your dad had carved an initial into oh. the... Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite moments of the last 90 days. I really? loved watching that so much. Oh, wow. Thanks, man. I, I mean, that stuff is so personal to me that I can't understand why anybody else would give a shit. <laughs> uh, well, I think that it translates and then people will take their moment that they have uh, with whichever family member or whatever from their youth. I, I cried when I saw that. I was like, because at first it was like, it didn't seem like you were going to see it. Oh, maybe they did replace the bridge. Maybe they did. Oh, no, no, no. Here it is. And you can and, say, oh, it was even bigger God. than I remembered. <laughs> It must have taken all day. I mean, why would you do it so big? I don't know what the hell that was all about. <laughs> that was a beautiful But the bridge moment. was I brand so new much. when we did that. So, like, the likelihood of it being replaced isn't very good because it was brand new. It's like when somebody does their name in the cement. By the way, how tacky. What a shame. It's cool now that so many other people have done it and it's aged over. But, man, that's not my proudest moment. But thanks for enjoying it because it was neat to me. Um from where that location was, where that bridge is, my dad's buried about a half mile up the hill. That's how close it is. And then we, and we went there too. I'm sure you saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That to me was emotional and it didn't used to be. So maybe I'm getting older. I don't know what exactly, what part of me was the problem there, but I told her, I'll be right back. You don't need to get out. I'll be right back. It's no big deal. I talk to him all the time. He's with us all the time. This is not a thing. It's never been a problem. Fucking 30 seconds over there by the gravestone under his tree where I picked the spot and the whole thing when I was an 18-year-old kid. And I don't know. I started talking to him like I had every other time. You know, you're talking to a damn stone with a name on it. But I just started... I mean, it just just started coming. And I don't know. I was alone, so I just kept going too, but... I just remember telling you this won't be a big deal. And I remember getting back in the car five, ten minutes later and being like, I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, you did. (sighs) There's so much stuff. I mean, there's nothing about my goddamn life that isn't complicated. And that is a problem for, for other people when it comes to understanding me. So much shit happened It's in such a short amount of time when I was young that there's just layer upon layer upon layer 
Like people don't understand why it's emotional to me that my dad's even buried where he's buried or all of that. Cause nobody yeah. would care. It's none of your business. I'll tell you if you want to know, but like it's family drama shit. But when my, I'll tell you that just briefly when, when push came to shove and my dad knew he was dying and we were talking about hospice and things like that, where he knew, okay, that's the end. Um, we, the family, uh, myself and his brother and sister asked, uh, what do you want? Is there anything you want? Um, you know, from here, like for your service for, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, what are you, what are your wishes? And he said, I only want two things. I want a Catholic service. And I don't know what that was all about. Cause he never was a practicing religious person my entire life. I think it might've been like an insurance thing. I would like a Catholic service and I want to be buried in Wilton, Wilton, Connecticut. And that's where he's buried. The reason he wanted to be buried in Wilton is what's emotional to me. It's because that's where the house that he wanted to leave me was. There's a whole bunch of crap that you don't need to know about, but family shit, family drama, blah, blah, blah. They ended up selling the house. So this weird, th and I don't live there. So this weird, like, oh, my dad wanted to be in this place so that I could come see him a lot. And then I don't even live there. It's weird every time I go see him. So I think part of it was... I had that realization as an adult, and I think maybe that's one of the reasons I was a little over-emotional. Yeah, you had to say goodbye to the thing. Yeah, it's like a bigger story. It always is. I mean, that's, that's the thing about life. All, everything's so interweaved, and when we're living it at the pace it goes these days, it's easy to forget that or to just... Maybe it's just easy to forget that. Do you remember, on, sorry to go here, but I'm friends when Monica dated Tom Thug's character. Sure, yeah. And Richard, she, Richard the dentist. Richard, and she goes into this whole thing about she has ever bed fed a certain way, and she's like, no, that's just the beginning. There's always so much more. Ah, to layers. every story, and I feel that way about my stuff, your stuff. Nothing is easy. That's why I crutch on the easy, obvious stuff, visible, that I think is obvious, because the rest is so deep that I don't want to ever get into it with superficial people. I don't disagree, and the timing is terrible, but... I have to pee so bad. So you guys chatted out. I'm logging into the Instagram. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean you've been doing? Cool. Okay. What's that? What do you mean you've been doing? Oh, Why man. are you uh, tan? It's, it's, it's uh, literally where I live. It's extremely sunny uh, in the summertime. And then no top on the vehicle. I haven't had to put the roof on the Bronco in a month. Nice. So it's just, you know, convertible life again. But I wanted to ask you, okay, so, yeah. so Jay had that moment. You obviously saw family, uh, including in-laws and things like that, uh, you know, cat, uh, different people. Were there any particular moments in a similar vein to what Jay had with that moment with the, you know, with the seeing as his, his and his dad's names in the, in the fence or, you know, go, or the, the bridge going to see the grave, that kind of thing. Were there any moments like this on this trip for you? Not really, but it was really touching to go back to my school because I haven't been to Michigan since I graduated. So that was neat. And that hockey arena, I only 
when they're like five in the morning when it was really dark and played really late when no one was there. And then I went as a spectator to watch the guys play. And they won the national championship my freshman year. So everything is amazing there because it's personal and as a fan, it's a pretty. You guys talking about Michigan? Yeah. That was one of the coolest. Yeah, I was asking if she had any moments like you did. That was one of the coolest moments that I feel like we got. That was one of the coolest things we got to do for me. Yeah. It was something that was on my list if I really want to do. I didn't know if you'd want to do it. And then once we got there, she didn't know how she couldn't get us anywhere. I was like, I don't know where I am. I've never been here. She's like, I always took the bus or drove at night. <laughs> we, what, during the day, I walked everywhere. And now I can't. But, like, I drove to Yost. But once she told me the names of things, we were able to plug them into the nav and drive to the mall and Good grief, what a beautiful place. What a beautiful campus. There is they're not shitting when they say the Ivy League of the of the Midwest. I uh grew up near Yale and Harvard and Princeton, all of those. This is every bit part of that. Beautiful facility. Yeah. That Yost building where she used to play hockey is like <laughs> it's so gorgeous. It looks like like Rudy. Remember Rudy? <laughs> I forget what school that's supposed to be. <clears throat> Yeah, that was really cool. And then that stadium, the big house, amazing. Your um, sorority house, I don't get sororities or fraternities. I don't understand that shit at all. But it was neat to be there where you were when you were young. Yeah. I left all the way through my initiation because I didn't get it either. (laughs) It all seemed crazy to me. But you passed somehow? I was already in. Oh. But uh, we put... We lived 76 girls in that house. It was insane all the time. Let's see. I've got it going here. Let me see if I can. Oh, geez. I don't know how to. Go. Um, well, as a viewer, once again, it's funny that you. It's not funny. It's, it's cool that you'd mentioned that that's the, that was kind of your moment. Because that was certainly the moment that I saw as a as someone who was following the whole time, too. It was very cool to see you in that nostalgic place. And I the thing that I kept thinking was, well, cause I knew that it had been, I don't know how many times you had met Phyllis or been out to Florida or whatever. And I just, Ooh. that I thought about that once. And the idea that you two had some worlds colliding moments, the idea that you got to see Jay have a connection with his dad, uh, Jay got a chance to have a connection with you at your school and things like that to see those moments on this trip, I thought were really beautiful along the way as well. Uh, the fact that we did it or the fact that we shared it with you guys. No, the fact that you guys did it, I mean, you know, we just saw a window of it, but it was just very cool to see that. It was beautiful. Like, look at these pictures you have. Oh, my gosh. Well, again, it comes down to the entire trip, we got the shot every single time because, like, God or the universe or, like, (laughs) whatever life provided. Um, I mean, it, we shouldn't have been able to go to most of, most of these places, but like all of these front row spots were open. This building is where she, inside that is the ice rink where she used to play hockey. What a building. Are you kidding? Wow. That's Yost I can, right there. I can feel the energy of those places through the picture. I can only imagine how awe-inspiring some of those would have been. Yost Fieldhouse. There it is right there. It was pretty amazing being back. 
And then this is the baseball stadium. Then here's her sorority house. How many kids? How many girls? Seventy-six. Kappa Alpha Theta. Amazing. Way up, way up here, you can see the the Greek letters on the thing. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, I mean, that shot is ridiculous. They should use that shot as a promo. <laughs> Don't park here. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I didn't and you mean have to countless other ones off. that I are just, just as amazing. I just forgot crazy. we had visual aids to most of these. Is there anything in particular from the first half? I mean, we were talking about those new... I'll pull up the New York ones just because it's unbelievable. All your pictures were gorgeous. I mean, uh, yeah, again, you know, oh, like, look at that. What? Are you kidding me? The show itself could not have produced a better shot. Exactly. They all look like you've, you, you, you're a master at Photoshop. Right, right. It doesn't look like... Right. We've been sitting in Toluca like the whole time, but I've been on the computer. <laughs> So then right around the corner to the deli. Oh, I love that. Oh, that makes my heart smile. I love that picture so much. Now, as you know, we are actually in the late show guest line here as well. Those are the late show cones that are put out. If you looked at this, that's an L and an S on that cone. <laughs> so you know where we are. I mean, the, the office building is right here. So we are in the limo line for Colbert as well. And the stage doors are right to the left. Yeah. These are the audience doors, and the stage doors would be a little bit further down. That's your door right there, right? Like, that's the door you got into right there? You knocked on it? Uh, no. Well, let's go back. Or the one next one. Yeah, it would be further down. Um, the next one. This, okay. th this door to the left that you're asking about would be the furthest back audience left door, if that okay. makes sense. And then there would be a few that are in front of it, and then the Bill Murray doors, and then in front of that would be the stage door. And by to say in front of, I mean west of. Nobody cares but us. Hilarious. Here's a good one. <laughs> you can't bark here. I mean, I literally put it in the spot. I put That's exactly where they put the car for the you can't park here scene. And then if you look inside yep. the firehouse, that's an actual screen used uh, Ghostbuster sign from part two that the production gave them at uh, the end of part two. Awesome. See it in there? That's fantastic. Good stuff. So I love that these... logo for the movie. I just wish that they wouldn't have put it on their uh, uniforms in the car and all that. But I loved it for the movie. Uh, I think that that is, I think everyone unanimously agrees with you there. I totally agree. It doesn't make sense in the movie. It's almost like breaking the fourth wall because it's marketing material. But in their mind, it was a comeback. So, oh, Ghostbusters, we're back. I, I agree with you. I still agree with you. Yeah. Um, 30 Rock, the shot at 30 Rock we talked about. Crazy pants. Crazy pants. And there are some other ones that are even bigger. You just couldn't see the sign as well. I took the, the 30 Rock show picture, which is you see the whole top of the building. It's pretty cool. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, this is the that's the shot right there. Yeah. Oh, so for so this great. one, the the open spot was indeed open, but it was over here on the 112th Street side. 
Yeah. So we took pictures of it over there as well. But the truth is the shot to get the TV show angle right, which is you know what I tried to do with most of these, uh, we needed the car on this side. So if you look closely, it's just sitting in the middle of the crosswalk. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it was only there for a couple seconds. I yep. just ran across the street, took the pictures, ran back. I just love knowing that Nicole is in the passenger seat for all of these pictures too, whether you can see her or not. That's beautiful. I bet most of them you can. Like the, I bet the Late Show one you can, right? Well, you kind of can't, can you? Oh, there's your head and your nose. Yeah, there you are. There's your head, your nose, and your eye. How about by the Cheers bar? Yeah, that's a good one. You definitely won't see yeah. her, though, because the car is so far away. But So that's the yeah. same thing. We did the Because it worked amazingly in... Where is it? Cheers bar. Did I miss it? Oh, here we go. It was after, uh, wasn't because it? it worked so well in New York, we tried it again in Boston. And I was like, well, all right, so here's, yeah. here's what we need. We need to have the, ah. <laughs> the spot up front <laughs> open. I mean, it's incredible. The opening of the show is this shot, and that's, yep. the, that's the only... <laughs> it was a meter, man. Like, these are metered spots, and it was open. Oh, the I only one on the block, so mind you. <laughs> Isn't that a crazy? Making your way in the world today. Yeah, it was. It, we got so lucky. This was at a friend's house uh, in um, Connecticut. They're redoing this 1955 Airstream, but it's parked in front of their barn. This is all their property. And I was like, hang on. I'm just going to back the car over there because that's an amazing photo. And it is. I may have taken yeah. some liberties with the embellishment. People keep asking where we've been staying. Wherever we want. <laughs> That's a bit much. And then this one. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Do you know whose house this is? Visiting an old friend's childhood home and current host to Car Caffeine and Carburetors in New Canaan, Connecticut. Do you know whose house this was? Nope. I've told the story on the show before, so I thought you might know. Because you do know the person. Everybody knows the person. No, I don't got it. What if I said, great Scott? That, that's not the, what? What? Okay. Go ahead. Well, it's asking? Back to the Future. But... No, it's not Back to the Future. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Whenever I think of Great Scott, I think of, uh, I think of Doc Brown, obviously. Uh-huh. So you're on the right track. Uh, Doc so Brown's played by? Chris Lloyd. There you go. That's Chris Lloyd's place? Childhood home. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. This is, this is a very historic place uh, owned by the, the town of New Canaan now, I believe, because it was bequeathed to them. But um, this is a place called Waveney Park in New Canaan, Connecticut. I used to ride my bike through the woods here when I was a kid. Totally used to play yep. in this driveway. Um, it's childhood. Uh, it, it was Chris Lloyd's childhood home. Um, his wow. family's furniture is still inside. When he goes to visit, he goes to his library, and his mother's books are still there. Um, wow. He told me a story about how he, his mother wrote a note in one of the books, and he goes and checks for it every single time he's there uh, to make sure it's still there. And it always is. So it's pretty neat. 
Most people don't know that Chris Lloyd came from an incredibly wealthy background because he worked so hard <laughs> to be a success in his own right. <laughs> wow. Yep. And I had no idea because he never talks about it, but I know his wife pretty well. And we were at a, what the, f some kind of Back to the Future thing. Joel McHale was there, so it was the sneaker. It was the sneaker launch of the Back to the Future, you know, power lace yep. issue. Yep. And somehow she was like, oh, you grew up in Connecticut. I said, yeah, absolutely. She goes, where again? I was like, oh, well, New Canaan. She goes, Chris is from New Canaan. I was like, really? Where? She's like, well, do you know Waveney? And I was like, yeah. I thought she was going to be like, oh, right down the street from Waveney. She, <laughs> she goes, well, that was it. And I was like, hang on, what are you talking about? She's like, Waveney was his childhood home. And I was like, I'm not getting it. What are you talking about? What are you saying? The mansion in Waveney was his, what are you saying? That doesn't make sense. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and then she called Chris over and then we're, now we are on stage after this big freaking thing and Joel McHale, me, Katie Darrell from, from Deadline. It's Deadline with Katie Darrell. Um, and we're just on the stage talking after this big shoe launch with Tinker Hatfield and everything it was huge. Um, and, and now we're literally just reminiscing about like New Canaan and the restaurants that used to be in New Canaan that have since closed, but that were there when we were kids. <laughs> Very surreal experience. Very, very surreal experience. I can but imagine. Yeah. There you I'm go. just gonna go. I'm just gonna let you know. Uh, we have lost the YouTube feed somewhere along the way. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm I can't sure explain why, but show. it's on their side. Uh, Phyllis texted okay. me as well, saying that uh, okay. saying that terrible intermittent you know. connectivity I mean, I know you're issues. Upload anyway. Yeah, I definitely will for sure. Yeah. Um. Inside of Cheers, that was pretty cool. Showing showing people Cheers. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't get to; they've never seen that, which is weird to me because I love it so much. <laughs> oh, I don't know where the, where's the music? Oh, oh, jeez! Oh my gosh! It, the real cheers, guys. And now we're in the set bar upstairs. What used to be Melville's is now the cheers set bar, and it is jamming. That's jamming. Cool. If you ever wonder what was going on upstairs from cheers, it's this. <laughs> Yellow car park right up front. How you doing? Good job. <laughs> okay. Now, you oh, I'm here, you can't. Who wants to see it again? Um, <laughs> we joke we joked about uh, three minutes. I bet we were at cheers for three minutes. Whatever it took me, because I know yeah. my way around. So I literally went across the street, took the outside pictures, came back to Cheers, went downstairs, through this, up the back staircase. There's a spiral staircase in the back, into the set bar, which you saw, and then out the front door. And I got in the car, and we drove away. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we did in Boston. So we literally drove into the city for that. They're in the place for three seconds, never even fed the meter, and out. Up to Maine we went. 
Um, in this part one version of, 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 of this, and I mean, I mean, how many parts could we do? We gotta, I got, I gotta ask, uh, you were obviously welcomed heartily, uh, in many different regions of the, of, of, of America by Porsche enthusiasts, Porsche dealerships and, and things like that. You got a chance to, to see like Atlanta. And I think about some of the other places that you were, uh, yeah. there were some highlights of, of that part of your trip. Porsche corporate was huge for me to actually be at one Porsche drive. Um, it's funny cause I just posted the, the hero picture from that yesterday. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And where is that? One Porsche drive in Atlanta. There you go. Wow. Uh, our good friend, Ray Schaefer, who's been on the show many, many times. In fact, he was our last guest. Yep. The last time we were with you, it was Ray yep. Schaefer. And we were saying, uh, oh, gosh, we hope to be able to see you in Atlanta. And we did. Mm -hmm. um, he gave us an extensive tour. Um, you know, he worked there for so many years. He set up that building. I mean, some of the things he showed us, he designed and thought up himself. Um, wow. So it was pretty exceptional, I would say, to not only be at Porsche, but be there with somebody who was so involved for so long um, to take us around. And then he bought us lunch at the 356 restaurant, which was fantastic. They, they, they don't mess around. That's, they do not, but I was so good. You got the steak frites. Right. It and it was the guy's favorite thing on the menu, I think, the, 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 the waiter. I told I love seeing right, and I was like, make everyone order that. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, Porsche Experience Center delivery program from our home in America to yours. Uh, pretty neat setting up in their delivery module there. Um, was that difficult to set that up? Nah, just pulled right in there. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah, I mean, they, they gave us permission yeah. to do it, obviously, and they, they helped us for, with the placement. But uh, And there's Mr. Ray Schaefer showing Nicole around. And, and now we are not Marvel people. You know this. But you, sir, might be a Marvel person. You might recognize yes, One sir. Porsche Drive is also Avengers Headquarters. It's the location they use oh, Avengers yes. Headquarters. Just to the left, to Ray Schaefer's right, to our picture left, would be the staircase that... Um, and there was a picture of all the superheroes coming down the staircase there, Iron Man and whatever. Awesome. Uh, I guess you would probably know more about that than, than we do, but yeah, that's the second Avengers. The uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. After they, they left the tower, um, when they went upstate, quote unquote. Oh, is that what it is? If it's the place I'm thinking of, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly it. And it makes sense. All that glass building there, that that's what it looked like. Uh, Michelin, thanks to Michelin, you know, they gave us our, our, our tires. Uh, we love our tires and I want to tell you how much we love them so that they don't stop sending them. <laughs> I want another set after this trip. Uh, the tires I checked so frequently on this trip because I kept thinking, oh, well, they're going to be wearing, they're going to be wearing. I want to pay attention to the wearing and Obviously, I'm sure they did wear, but compared to the type of driving we normally did, we experienced the 4S in a much different way. Normally, we're driving sideways. Um, they're not wearing very bad. I'm very, very impressed with how much tread we still have. Thank you, Michelin. Uh, beyond that, we put them through their paces, all different types of high and low traction environments. Um, 
temperatures. All sorts of different altitudes, different every different type of weather and temperature and amount of wetness. Um, they're just awesome. The 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 Pilot Sport 4Ss are, in my opinion, the best tire they make. Um, I feel like for street use, they're every bit as good as the Cup 2, um, but they last longer and you get more miles out of them. Um, on a racetrack, you'll definitely get those higher temperatures out of a Cup 2. You'll get more out of them. But if you're not doing that very often or at all, save yourself some money and get some P4Ss and be very, very happy with them because they're awesome. I guess it would be PS4S. Pilot Sport, <laughs> Pilot Sport 4S. Anyway, they're great. And they sponsor the uh, mothership as well, it looks like, because they have behind this little Michelin man is one of those awesome um, digital Michelin air pumps. So we made sure, made sure to make sure we were set up before we hit the road again. It's kind of nice. All of the uh, race cars were coming in and out of the garage. Uh, down there as well were some, some famous cars for a variety of reasons. There were some anniversary cars. They had the first Boxster ever sold that was delivered to Seinfeld, but it's, right. it's down at Porsche Corporate now. Cool. Um, you remember us. We, saw, we blew the lid off that a long time ago by accident when we saw them shooting that morning. Oh, I do. And then JF Musial, I think Porsche Corporate contacted JF saying, what the fuck? And he was like, that's not, they're not even for my shoot. What the fuck? And then they had to, JF called the photographer. The photographer called me. I'm like, hey, I, I didn't even know you weren't supposed to buzz it. That was like a real big kerfuffle. <laughs> All because we were just going to breakfast club. And we were like, oh, they're shooting something. How about that? <laughs> um, more of Ray Schaefer's awesomeness. This is down in the, oh. uh, the Heritage uh, Gallery. Um, that he used to, I mean, it was his idea, but then he used to curate it as well. This is one of my favorite pictures of you two together. 906 in the background. I love that. So good. So, so, so good. He's such a good guy. Yeah. So there you go. Man, do we have a good time. <laughs> Talking about it for 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> It was a great. I mean, you're right. And about I'm sure everything we'll talk about it for ninety more. A, about being a, 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 oh. a, a you know a photo worthy. It, it, it was inspiring. It was inspiring. Every bit of this thing was inspiring, even the bad parts, because we learned something from every bit of it. To those of us who followed you as well. Yeah. Yeah. We absolutely. <laughs> Um, yeah, to think that we inspired other people, that is a weird thing. Um, I will say this. You're not the only one. You mentioned you and Candy want to do road trip after this. Not only have a lot of other people mentioned that to us, but it seems that even since we were gone and while we've gotten back, other people have hit the road. Maybe those trips were already planned. I don't know. A few of them seem to have come up out of what seems like nowhere. Um, so that to me is pretty cool. For a long time, it was uh, car shows. Car shows were the new thing. Let's make road trips the new thing. Get everybody back on the road again. Stop polishing your damn car. Go drive it. No judgment. <laughs> there, there isn't. There is hey, no judgment, but, you know, I mean it. You guys got back on a Thursday. You didn't good vibe it last week, did you? Yep. Wow. How was that? How was it going back to good vibes for the first time? 
awesome, hot, and exhausting. <laughs> Good to see people. That yeah. Were there. Killer to see people. Uh, Magnus was there uh, this week, and Phil was there, and it seemed like there were a lot of our usual old schoolers weren't there, but it was great to see David and Bob Miller and, you know, the usual suspects. Yeah. But it seemed like, I don't know, some of the, like, Tom wasn't there. Um, Peru read Tom. And, like, there's a few other people I look at. I'm like, oh, okay, it's Breakfast Club because they're here. There's a few, it seemed like more new new faces. I noticed that, too, but there was familiar faces I haven't seen in a while. Okay. So I liked it. And it's all about me. And it's all what? About me. <laughs> I'm owning my shit. I'm bitchy and narcissistic. I'm owning it. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I think you've, despite whatever you're talking about from your old life, I feel like you have reached a new point where it's probably better for you to be that way. I know you were trying to shed it for a long time to try to be a better person and whatever else, but... Given your current situation, I feel like you need to be a little more selfish, a little more self-involved, and a little more narcissistic, believe it or not. So that we, the collective we, me for sure, right next to you, but the collective we, all of us, can be better about making sure you have what you need. Because sometimes you're pretty nice about things. This is not the old you, but the new you. Sometimes you're pretty nice about things, and you just eat it. You just swallow it and sit on it. Can you do all those things? Eat it, swallow it, sit on it. Um, and, um, and maybe your needs don't necessarily get met. Probably not. And I'm guessing they didn't for years and I didn't care. Now I do. You were focused on everybody else's. I think you didn't want your needs to be met. Yeah. I didn't ever want to be the focus of attention. I never believe that either. Everyone else. I don't believe that for a second, but I know what you're saying. (laughs) <laughs> that's another that's another thing here this is maybe one of my favorite pictures taken of the entire thing and it just so happened I don't know why I love this picture to me that's the most Jeff's wart picture I took the entire time can't even yeah, tell you why fantastic. I like it it's not that it's so good it's just there's something about how natural it is I didn't do anything to it did you go out of your way to find that picture or to find that uh, setting no I Saw the sign, stopped the car, got out. <laughs> that's, Perfect. I, that's what I mean. Like, Perfect. N- yep. None of the, other than the, uh, I, I, guess, I guess you're right. That's a very valid question because like the New York ones were set up. But I didn't go yeah. find a 111 route or whatever. Right. We just happened to be on that. And in fact, throughout this trip, we had to take a number of Route 11s or Exit 11s. It was kind of surprising how many we had. To, 111, excuse me. Route 111s or Exit 111. Kind of surprising. Yeah, I noticed that too. But weird things happen when you let them. On br- Amen to that and on brand. Hmm. Amen to things. Miracles literally happen all around if you let them. We as people have a tendency to strangle the awesomeness out of life. <laughs> we won't let the good shit happen. We as people. I don't know what our problem is. You know what I mean up there? A hundred percent. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, we're going long, but I, I want to give a shout out to Rocks Motorsports, which was one of our first East Coast. Uh, I guess that's not true. It was in the Northeast, but <laughs> such a blur. Every Each place I feel like, uh, whatever. They made me, Rocks, Richard specifically, made me a watch. We talked about this before. 
I left for this trip before we went on the big trip. But we picked it up in person. And I'm not a watch guy. We all know that, right? Don't have to tell you. So I don't know good watches from bad watches. I don't know any of that stuff. And this will definitely not be a good enough resolution to show you how awesome this thing is. But he took a new Seiko watch, a Pepsi, and a diver, and he patinaed the heck out of it, took it all apart, and customized. You'll never be able to see it. Uh, here, you know what? Let's do this. We'll go back to the video. Great tape pictures here. on the Instagram. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And we'll go to here because this thing is really, really impressive, and everyone who's seen it so far loves it. And I just want to give a shout out to Richard. So appreciative. Knew this watch was coming, so we knew we were going there to pick it up. But the surprise was, I mean, he, he sized it for me. He took the links out and everything. The surprise came when he showed us something else he was working on. And he said, well, I couldn't make one just for you and not do the misses. So he found an actual vintage. This is a new watch that he patina to look old. He found an actual vintage ladies Seiko that he did his work to and is still doing his work to. And um, that is for Nicole. And I thought that was super freaking awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Maybe when we come back to do um, the, uh, the the next show about this, we talk about some of the relationships and thoughtfulness and that that sort of part. Cause, I mean, we didn't talk about you seeing mom. You didn't see talk about you seeing cat. We didn't talk about any of that stuff tonight. There's so much meat on the bone. And what a what a what a great gift! What a personal gift! That's a that's a beautiful touch to his and hers of that. Thanks for getting it, man. Because I was so touched by it as well. Not being a watch guy, I didn't care about the details as much. It was more about the fact that somebody was using their art and their craftsmanship to make something for me that happens to be valuable. But that's not why I care about it. I care about it because of what they put into it. Um, yeah, it's super cool. I'm really, really grateful. And it's nice for people to say, hey, what, do you, what kind of watch is that? Oh, I've got a cool watch. Hey, here you go. Check it out. I've got to mm -hmm. tell everybody about rocks and the amazing patina art cars and the art watches. He drilled all of the, uh, you know, I showed you the patina, but he drilled all of the links individually, you know, like speed holes. Super cool. Wow. I know. Crazy. Just such a nice thing. I, I never in my a million years when I was younger would think like, oh, yeah, someday uh, some guy will build me a watch. It's just weird. Yeah. I know there are a million watch builders and to watch people is not a big deal at all. But I'm not one, so I figured. Uh, programming note, the Don Giller Funtime Happy Hour will not be seen, will not be seen tonight. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I said thank you to everybody who donated. I told you about Newcombs. Um, the abilities. I just want one last thing on the... Are you laughing about the... Yeah, you are. I'm sorry. I know. It just came down from programming. Last minute change. Um, <laughs> when it comes down to the abilities, um, I guess we covered it, didn't we? I, I, I told people I'm sorry that we didn't get to see more people. We did all that. Oh, it yeah. would have been nice, but maybe next time, you know, we'll get to do more of that. Yeah. 
You have nothing to say. If everyone can remember that I am not a real person and I can't do anything, you have to do everything for me, usually. So there's that. Or somebody does, yeah. I feel like when we were at families' places, everybody wanted to chip in, but they didn't necessarily know how to yet. But as the visit progressed, they seemed to all, I mean, my family, your family, it seemed like everybody seemed to understand a little bit better. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, I think we forget that we've been dealing with this for a dozen plus years. And when we haven't seen somebody for 10 of them, we forget how little they know about what we deal with on a daily basis. Right. It's wild. It's perspective. Mm -hmm. I know your perspective is why doesn't everybody know? How come, you know, I've been saying the same thing every day, blah, blah, blah. How come people don't know? They don't know until they see you and touch you and they're physically around it. I got that on this trip. What you say doesn't really matter until people see it for themselves and make their own judgment about it. Yeah, or hopefully not make a judgment about it. Perspective understanding, I think. What about your hair? Can we do, uh, what are we going to do about your hair? When are you cutting it? What's that? When are you cutting it? Are you okay with, we're going to buzz it? Yes. On this trip, we talked to, everyone kept complimenting her hair, and I was saying, you know, we got it cut right before we were going to leave the last time. So it was actually like a few weeks in before you even, so it's for you really long now, and you are ready to take it off. Oh, yeah. So we were thinking maybe just buzz it on the show. Maybe I'll just do it. Just That might be fun. I agree. I'm in. Take my money. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That'd be fun. All right. So you can ask us questions about the trip while I shave her head next week <laughs> or on Thursday. That works. <laughs> Holding you to it. Okay. Um, one other thing. We're, we've gone so long, but one other thing, and maybe we'll talk more about it on Thursday. Should we? Here, Mike, you're a producer of this thing. Should we? One of the videos we posted on this trip got over 3 million views. Do we want to talk uh, about that particular video tonight or wait till Thursday? Nope. We're starting with that on Thursday. Perfect. What a great what a great way to finish the show here. And if anybody watches, you know, when you upload it, uh, they can go and find the video and they can be, you know, an extra handful to those 3 million and we can talk about it then. It was so, I'm going to go find to see what the count is now because when we were traveling watching this count go up we were staggered. Everywhere we went, they were like, wait, what? How many does it have? We were like, it's got over a million views. We can't figure out why. Million and a half the next morning. We couldn't figure it out. All right, now let me just take a look real quick here because I don't even remember where it was. I remember the, the cities it was in between. Oh, yeah, okay, here we go. Let's see what it's up to now. It's up to 3,269,000. 851 plays and it's got 6,790 likes and it's got 274 comments. So uh, <laughs> can you load it into the machine for the next time so we can like play the video here and then talk about it? Sure, if you want. I mean, I'll just put yeah. it up on the thing like, like last time. Yeah. All right. Like an East Coast feed. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, apparently there are a bunch of East Coast feeds too, but I just, you know, we, no time tonight. We'll do it next week. <laughs> Can I just say how happy I am to have you guys back? Um, I just love seeing your faces, and I'm so grateful that uh, that we're connecting today. I'm very, oh, very that's happy very sweet to, have, of you. to see you guys. I, I agree. I feel like everything happens for a reason. I hate that we don't have the audience comments with us here because I would have liked to have been going through those, but I feel like everything happens for a reason, and perhaps... Yep. It was better for my own focus to keep us here. Uh, one thing I did want to say, and I wanted to say it three different times, and I keep forgetting, and while I did all that, I forgot again. Hmm, maybe it wasn't important. Shit, I thought it was. Oh, well, maybe not. That's that. Was it thanking somebody else? Was it? Uh... No. All right. <laughs> pathetic you whatever you just said a second ago is what made me think about it again but i now i can't even remember what you were just talking about getting old sucks. uh loading it up in the screen east coast feeds yep east coast feeds good yep yeah. can we take that video the the video and start with it next time i don't know yeah uh, anyway nothing like a big finish All right. um <laughs> <laughs> shit oh well um, we love every, oh yeah, about being, oh, that's it. I got it. Whoo. Shoot. Okay. Uh, it's not a thank you. It's an apology to everybody. When we left here on Thursday, I should have opened with this. It was on the card. I just didn't get to it. Um, we <laughs> thought we would be checking in live at five as well on this trip. Had every intention. I broke down the equipment from the studio I would need. I took a bunch of cameras and a bunch of camera stands. I took a bunch, <laughs> took a little maybe mixer. Uh, we had those wireless mics. Like I got everything we needed to set up the show on the road from the hotel. And the first Tuesday I set it up. And by the time we got done, there were some Wi-Fi issues or a lot of issues. Actually, we just decided this is not happening. The second time I set it up, can't remember what happened, but energetically it was not happening. I think we got into it, whatever the heck it just, it wasn't right. So we really had every intention of being there with you guys Tuesdays and Thursdays throughout. I'm sorry we weren't. I don't know if you care or not, but it meant a lot to me to fulfill that obligation, and we just weren't able to do it. So to me, that was a bummer from this trip. I would have liked to have been able to do it. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. Sorry. Thanks for understanding. Glad we're back. Wow. Uh, yeah, you just kind of fell into a perfect way to end this show. <laughs> Good. It's usually my problem. Uh, did we do business? Adam Ferrara is everywhere. Um, Hello, Delhi is your source for officially licensed Late Show with David Letterman merchandise. I think currently the way to do this is to jump online and, uh, and do it that way. Go to hello-deli.com and um, send a message to Rupert. And while you're there, send him a message that says Nicole says hi as well. <laughs> Because <laughs> sometimes I'm silent uh, by accident. Yeah, we're working on it all. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, everything else we'll talk about on Thursday. This has not been a show. No need to tell you. Mm, thank you, buddy, for being here tonight and for being available throughout. I know that you were with us on those false starts, and I'm so grateful that you were, but I'm sorry, too. Don't, nothing to apologize for. I'm glad you guys got a chance to go on this adventure and uh, stretch yourselves the way that you did. And I'm just grateful to be talking about it now. And man, full steam ahead and whatever that looks like. 
Yeah, we'll start having guests again, and I think next week. But I think Thursday is going to be another one of these because we didn't scratch the surface. I talked a lot, and we didn't scratch the surface. Yeah, right there. Fantastic. What else is new? Uh, All right. Well, that's it. I love everybody. Love you. We love you. Really out of practice here. Do I say other things? I can't remember. (laughs) Stay tuned. Tom Snyder is next. Is that it? Good night, everybody. Oh, hi, Instagram. I forgot Instagram was back there, too. I totally forgot. Hi, Instagram. (laughs) I'm so sorry. All right. Good night, everybody. See you on Thursday. More of us. Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>